Hi, and welcome back to the Practicing Alchemy podcast. Today, we have a special guest. I'm so excited to welcome one of my very best friends, Keneal. Um, So I'm just going to let her start. So why don't you go ahead, Keneal? Hi, (laughs) the infamous Keneal here. Um, Might you introduce myself here? Yeah, go for it. Tell us, tell us who you are. Well, I'm an Enneagram 9, Myers-Briggs test, INFP, mm-hmm. human design, 5-2 splenic projector, possibly in a tribe in my past life. <laughs> That's fun. Uh-huh. In this iteration of my life, I guess, I am a coach, soccer coach, working on a couple businesses. And the best-ish friend of Alexis Rossi. <laughs> Just got to add that ish out there for other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time for the other besties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so why don't you enlighten everyone since I think every episode uh, I mention you at some point and how you're the love of my life. So why don't you tell everyone about how we met um, and and – how you feel about me oh <laughs> so how we met I mean I don't go into the exact details because they were gonna be the same thing mm. but I guess from my take of it we were working camp together 2016 I guess yeah I think um so. and it was one of those like for me it was I saw this person in the distance in a way and just wanted I felt like an overwhelming sense of like wanting to like know her and literally, it just kind of spiraled from there. Had to slide into the Facebook DMs <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> I had got her number before we departed camp. Uh, it was just one of those things where I knew, like, I had to have her in my life or I'd figure out if I had to have her in my life or you, sorry. Generally, it was kind of like saying, I feel like we were always circling each other in different areas like you said like you were in Miami you played in Miami I grew up not too far from there and then I used to go to games at the you know university we played at and I never really noticed you (laughs) good thing or bad thing Uh, but until like it was the right timing to kind of like notice you which was divine timing I guess yeah it was super interesting I feel like our lives were so intertwined without us knowing it and I mean for me at least that was part of the reason why I think we clicked so fast because we were like oh shit we have so much in common and had no idea until now like it was a fun like almost like re-meeting someone who you already know you're like oh yeah like we did this together we were both in the same place have you ever had that kind of energy feeling about someone else, friend, relationship, like cousin, like anything? No, not to that extent. In retrospect, I guess like in that immediate of a knowing, mm-hmm. like I don't even know if I really understood like what I was feeling until like looking back on the initial like moments working camp together. Yeah. Um, so do you no, know? no, not to that extent. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you know who Jenna Marbles is? <laughs> I, I want to say yes. She like was like, I think she started on like, uh, shoot, Vine was it? Was that like the six second thing? I don't mm-hmm. know if she started on Vine or if it was just like YouTube. She had YouTube channels like me and 
Ashley used to watch her all the time we were in high school, but she did this one YouTube about like having a girl crush. Have you heard of yeah. this one? No, no, no. But I'm laughing because you said high school when you watched her and we're of course so far away. In <laughs> That's so. why I asked if you knew her because I was like, it's going to be way yeah, no. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, she does this uh-huh. funny one where she's talking about like having girl crushes and how there's like three tiers to it. Like, oh, <laughs> she's really cute. Or like, oh, I want to be her friend. Or like, oh, I want to be her, you know? <laughs> And I yeah. feel like that was like, it's like, it's funny because I think like people don't talk about it so much. And like when we talk about our relationship to people or like not even like specifically our relationship, we'll just be talking about each other to people. Like there's this weird energy from them. Like, yes, <laughs> these are really <laughs> intimate. I don't think it's that weird. Like I think people have relationships like this, at least if they're, if they're lucky, like they do, but maybe it's just, they don't put so much emphasis on it I don't know I feel like you and I have both super leaned into our relationship we were like this is really weird let's get into it <laughs> like we were exactly like we we're just like overwhelmed by how cool it is and we just really took it to another level no I think I think that there are maybe more relationships that could be like this but people mm-hmm. aren't open enough maybe feel vulnerable enough kind of create that mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely more than there may be out there which makes it weird yeah I had two things one I just remembered like one of my first memories of you was at this camp like you were refereeing a game I think um and you were just like taking the piss and I was cracking <laughs> uh but secondly I remember after that game, I think we were talking, so we had to go back to lunch or something. And I was telling you, we were talking about coffee. And I was just saying, oh, we have no good coffee here. And you were like, stick with me. I'll show you how to make the best coffee. I forgot about that. And I was yes. like, dude, this girl's my, this girl's my girl. Yes. yes. And that was, that sold it for me then that you were like going to show me the secret to the coffee in the cafeteria. And that was it. It's actually interesting because like the first memory I have of you is... <laughs> you were sitting with the little ones, you had the little ones at camp or at least in the morning. Yeah. And I like, walked by and it was like that, it was like that awkward, like who should start the first conversation? Like, should I say something? You should say something, right? And I like walked by and you're sitting there and the kids are just, it's 12 o'clock in the summer of Florida. Like it's hot. And you're just, the look on your face, I can just feel it. And I was like, having fun. Like I walked by and that's all I said and kept walking. But like, I was dying because I was like, she had knows nothing. Why did she even get stuck with that job? Like, so in that same sense of like feeling like I need to guide you, you kind of felt that, but about coffee. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that was miserable. Yeah. I had like four and five year olds. I don't even know how I got stuck with that job, but I was like, I want to. Exactly. You don't get stuck with it if you know the ropes. <laughs> it was my first camp and like, I just wanted money. I needed money. I was like, I'm mm. a poor college student. <laughs> Give me money. And it was, I wasn't even coaching. Like I was babysitting a bunch of children and it was a nightmare. So what made you feel like you could do that with me? Like right off the bat, be vulnerable, be completely yourself because I mean, we were at camp. So it's like we had tons of time to dig into each other's psyche and stuff, you know? Tell me about all your trauma. Yeah. Right at at coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I don't know. That's the thing, like, I don't know things until after the fact, in a way. Mm-hmm. I literally just kind of followed my intuition in that sense. So I didn't know that I 
by looking at you like you were going to be the person uh, that I'm walking through like life with. It's like a, I guess that's just like an inner knowing. But as the, like the relationship like kept going, it was a, we created a really safe container to be able to open up and express and be vulnerable with each other. I think those little, in like little things and big things, like your aura, your willingness to open up allowed me to open up then by me doing it you do it just kept going like back and forth yeah so i think that it just kept like adding more trust more marbles in the jar shout out to shout out brene (laughs) (laughs) damn yes (laughs) that's what it was oh and i i think we were both i was i think for sure for me I was already working like self-awareness, basically reading books and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then you latched onto that whole idea and that wave. And it was like, oh, I can talk to you about this. And then like we'd have conversations regarding a paragraph in the book. And then I was able to kind of communicate that way. Yeah. Which created those spaces. Yeah. I mean, definitely right off the bat talking to you, I felt that it was like a safe place. Maybe it's because you're so old and I was like, <laughs> oh yes this old wise soul wise wise you mean old and wise for anyone listening Keneal's yeah. six years older than me so it's really not a big <laughs> deal but it needs to be made into one as much as possible I think also I feel like as I mentioned a million times in this podcast too like I was going through that really hard breakup I was just at a point of like complete emotional depletion I think one probably the first conversations we had, I was basically like, my life is effed right now. <laughs> like, please help me. I think that part of it too is like, I always say that I don't have regrets about stuff or like relationships or anything that happened in my life because it brought me to where I am. And I feel like it was like you said, like divine timing that we met when we did. Because I think if I wasn't, you know, having such a hard time during that breakup and stuff that like maybe I would have been like oh I don't I don't really need a no a new like really good friend I'm fine but it was like I needed someone and God placed you right there for me in that moment and it was like thank God because after that camp like I basically moved in with you like a day later (laughs) (laughs) my life went to pieces I came and lived with you like we had just met weeks previous and I was like you know we we messaged I think every day after camp basically and then I was like dude shit's going south like it's not good can I come stay with you and also bring my dog (laughs) yes oh yes yes Marina um yeah for sure and like as I'm thinking too like just popped in my head one I'm a I'm a pat myself on the back I'm a really good listener Mm -hmm. when it comes to just people and my projector nature according to human design I'm a I'm a guide through like I'm like I'm supposed to be the guide of like people Mm -hmm. and so that you like needing that it was like I was like I'm all over it like this is what I do so it was perfect scenario for you and for me to kind of like and then you were able to like see me and appreciate that and so then for me, it was able, I was able to then create that trust with you. And then when I ended up going through my stuff and my like breakup, I was able to, you're almost like to repay the favor, not like we're, you know, counting, keeping track or anything, but then we were also able to like flip it and you were able to be that space for me because we already created such a nice little friendship there. Yes. 
funnily enough, like when you say that, like I was able to do it for you, we always joke about this. I'm like, I never tell you new information. I just like regurgitate something you've already told me. And I just say it. I just say it like basically word for word. Like you say it to me at some point in time. I just like later, I'm like, oh, one time Kenny will tell me this. Like, I'm just going to say it back to her. And then you're always like, oh, you're so smart. I'm like, dude, you said that to me. Like I am not coming up with any new content. Like you just know, I mean, but it's, it's something special to be able to pull that out there <laughs> and just put it right in the right place, the right time, right tone. Yes. I do have a great, gently I, just laying it on there. And then after the fact, you're like, yeah, you just, that was you. I think special, put, special cat to do that. I just put a little alley twist on it, but it was all your stuff. All right. Let's see. So you've been obsessed with this game. What is it called again? Something skin <laughs> under the skin? No. Skin. The skin no. deep is the company, but I think the game is called like the and. Oh yeah. Something. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a card game that you found online, like on Instagram, which I've, it's f- so weird. Cause I saw it. I don't know how long ago before and I was like, oh, that's fun. And then like however many months later you messaged me and we're like, dude, I just saw this. And I was like, first of all, Instagram stocks my life, basically. Like NSA chill out a little bit, but <laughs> uh, but yeah. So then you sent it to me and then you started getting into it. Now we've been sending each other questions. So it's like questions from the game to sort of learn more about people. Like ask the hard questions, which I don't really know for hard questions. But then we're like questions that people don't say. Like, not that everyone's superficial, but I think we like to keep it pretty light and not like open too much of ourselves to people. And all I the time. don't like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but because we've created this incredible bond, now I can ask you all sorts of yucky questions. So now I've been doing that from this game and it's been really fun. All things that I think are not uncomfortable for you and I to talk about, but things that we haven't necessarily spoken about in this way before so I wrote one down that I found on my phone that I will ask you that's obviously about me because they're like you answer about me but then I can answer about you afterwards yes okay so the question is which one of my insecurities drives you crazy Hmm. (laughs) I don't know I think first of all there's not a lot (laughs) For the listeners out there. Oh, please. I don't, think, I don't think there's a lot. Okay, so your Instagrams don't drive me crazy because everyone has them. And so I understand that and I have compassion for the good and the bad and da-da-da, right? But the one that is triggering is the not enoughness one because I also have that same one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's back to me. No, but for you to feel like that is your biggest insecurity and the thing that like really uh, bothers you, it baffles me. Mm. So I hate that that's like a big theme in your life or it has been, it's getting better, I think. We're able to kind of cue it a little bit faster and not kind of sit in the feelings. But that's the biggest thing because it's kind of just not true. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's what so many people share and it really is like, why do we do that? Why have we come up with that? Because I, I talked about this with my therapist when I went into therapy and, and I was like, it seems ridiculous that I have this feeling that I'm not enough because I've never had anything in my past that told me I wasn't. 
I had a really good childhood. My parents were super supportive. I did really well in soccer, really well in school. There was no reason for me to feel like I was inadequate. And she was like, you don't need a reason to. Like, there doesn't have to be a triggering moment. It can just be. Like, a lot of people share this. Also funny that you said (laughs) that, like, you have that too. Because I, I don't remember if I read this in a book or something, but it was like, when you don't like someone, there's like one of two reasons why like you don't like something about them. Like one of the reasons is like, because what is it? One of the reasons is because- It's like mirroring your wounds or something. Like it's that yes. thing. Like yeah, you're it's like you don't them. like their them because of, you know, because they're really outgoing, but it's because like you're really outgoing and you don't <laughs> like that about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Or yeah. the other reason is they're really outgoing. You don't like them because you wish you were outgoing. Yeah. So then you're like resentful of that. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Cause I, I mean, what you said with the not enoughness, that's one of those things too. When like you see in someone else, you're like, how absolutely ridiculous. And in the meantime, you're yeah, like, exactly. damn. <laughs> yeah. I think the way you've gotten around that too, is by flipping it. Like, would you ever call me <laughs> you know, would you think I'm not enough in that situation? Then why do you think you are? And it truly has helped. Yes. Crazy, but, we always yeah. do that. My therapist also told me about um, talking to like a younger version of yourself. So it works very well with you because I could never, ever say anything bad to you. And if anyone did, I'd be like, that's absolutely cockamamie, no. you know, like, no. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> but then trying to like, I guess, picture my, my younger self, although she's very cute. It's harder <laughs> for me to think of her and be like, would I ever tell her this, you know, which I, that works too, I guess thinking about yourself like you know being like would I ever want someone to tell younger me that I was ugly or like terrible at soccer or you know not able to create my own podcast that kind of thing so exactly I think it's really helpful with the way we problem solve things like that simple flip I've done that with the kids I've coached Mm -hmm. and it makes such a nice, easy, dramatic, like quick thing. I have experience and, you know, doing it kind of like grounds them a bit. It's really helpful in the day to day. I just wish more people talked about it. Yeah, for sure. Again, one of those things like I was just telling Camille that I would like to start a segment on here about why do we do that? And it's just (laughs) us talking, (laughs) Camille, mean, whoever, just me talking about like these socially constructed ideas that make no sense why are we doing this you know i know (laughs) boy do i know (laughs) okay well i i guess i have to answer this question now although i feel like you're gonna steal my answer boy i almost kind of want to but i won't because that's not fair so that but see i don't know if that's the one that drives me crazy that's a weird phrase too like none of your insecurities drive me crazy like you said but the one that I think triggers me it would not be that one I think the one that triggers me is you feeling like you need to keep the peace or like not rock the boat because anything that does is like somehow your fault so (laughs) (laughs) we're on zoom right now everyone so I'm getting really positive (laughs) feedback from this one And also, I feel like this is because I do this as well. So it's that same mirroring thing where I'm like, why on earth would you do that? And in the meantime, I'm like, God, I do that too. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, the, the, the feeling that you need to sort of always be the peacekeeper or always need to make sure the other person is happy and like content. And if they're not, that somehow 
affects your worth and like you as a person, like your character, you know, that is something that I'm like, you're the most, I mean, that girl in Bridesmaid, you're a beautiful <laughs> princess and your hair <laughs> smells like peppermint or whatever. Like yeah. that's how I feel about you. So when you're like, oh, like this person or whatever, I, I have to do this to make sure this person, I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. Like you have art. This is probably the same thing you just said. Like you are already enough. Like you don't need to make sure that everyone's happy with you all the time because who the F cares? I'm happy with you. So (laughs) it's like a huge thing because that is literally my name. Like that is the personality like through and through. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm coming to understand is me first, like my own piece first and trying to like flip it like that and like creating the boundaries around certain things. But it's a tough one. Tell you what, she yells at me all the time. I do. I yell at you a lot because it's in capital letters on text. So many capital letters. All the exclamation points. (laughs) Just really have to make my point that honestly, you don't even. I just can read your text. Like yeah, yeah. Like the other day, you texted me like you're not going to be happy, and I literally just wrote (laughs) back like so plainly, I am not happy. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I am in big trouble. (laughs) I feel it's so, like the dad saying I'm disappointed in you exactly, like that's the worst that's exactly what it was I was like I am not happy like just yeah have no words you know but I'm I yeah. am grateful that our our friendship has blossomed to this point where we can talk to each other like that you know I think some some friendships like everyone plays different roles that we've I've talked about that on here before too but we have come to the place where we're able to just be straight up with each other just before this podcast started, we were talking about like me and my podcast and the audience. And I was like, okay, I want to do this, that, and the other. And you were literally like, eh, (laughs) I don't, I don't think you should. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this was a brilliant creative idea I just came up with. And you're like, well, maybe I would have said yes before, but now that I know this, I'm not saying yes. And I was like, what <laughs> I learned all this new information yes, I, was I was so, so excited, excited. To you. I was like a little kid but it was people. gentle no and it was good though like I'm I'm thankful that we have come to this place where we're able to do that with each other and it's not like this weird like I tell you something and you have to disingenuously be like oh okay like I'm gonna support you whatever like hope you don't Ooh. support me whatever like I hope you would say something to me if you were like this does not feel good. And I'm thinking about your best interest, which you seem not to be right now. <laughs> Let me tell you out of love, this thing that I'm thinking, not sugarcoating it, but also not like yeah, slapping yeah. me in the face with it either, you know? But if you need a good one, I got you. If we, Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, that's something too that we both have mastered is like the tone of how things yeah. come across. But this kind of goes right back to my whole, like, keeping the peace thing. I've learned that because, like, my entire life, I've had to, like, say my peace, but, like, nice. Because for me, I'm like, gosh, if they're upset with me after this, I'm going to freak out. It's so crazy because that conditioning of you keeping the peace helps me. But at the same time, it's something that, like, we have to get rid of for you. So, like, it's just all about the balance. You know what I mean? You can, I mean, we're always going to bring trauma from our childhood and like things that we need to decondition, but it's like, how can we flip those and use them for good, but also be in control of that stuff. Like that stuff does not control our lives. Like we control these things and use them like for the better, you know? For sure. (laughs) For sure, bro. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. 
this one um, is an ode to my title, Practicing Alchemy, and the idea that, you know, through human connection and cute anecdotes that I bring you all, we can alchemize our lives for the better. So what do you think you are practicing to alchemize right now in your life? Hmm, everything. <laughs> <laughs> my entire life? The entirety. Like the cause and effect of my life. Like I'm alchemizing the things that happen, like things are unchangeable, no regrets with anything. The way I was raised, society, like nor societal norms. I'm alchemizing the conditioning into like deconditioning and finding like my truest, highest self for the betterment of me, but even greater for like the collective. As I'm my highest self, I'm only going to be able to like bring up other people mm -hmm. just by being. And so like learning that and understanding like things in my past and day to day, like isn't for bad, like I, sh I don't need to harp on it. Like it's there for like, it serves a purpose. Mm. So like understanding that, that answers it. Definitely. That's a great answer. Okay. What is something that you've been practicing to alchemize, but you've noticed is sort of like road blocking you? Like what's one that's been like, okay, I really want to change or shift this thing in my life so I can use it instead of it using me, but it's a really hard one. Kind of a tough question there. It is a, a tough loaded question. question. Okay, well, um, I, can, I can go first because I just thought of one about myself. Okay, you go. I noticed recently. So um, Stacey and I have been doing distance for like seven months. And we just had a conversation the other day, you and me, and also me and Stacey because you are my relationship life guide, about how I'm constantly like just irritable with her, which is – I can rationally think about it and know that like it doesn't make sense, but I still am. And we kind of decided that it was, you know, the distance takes away so much of the relationship that's necessary, even though communication is a huge part of relationships, I believe. It can't be the only part of relationships. So we've been struggling a lot just with that. I don't know. We talk all the time. Like I never feel like I don't talk enough with her, but we'll argue sometimes and I'm just like so frustrated. And it's just like our personality and lifestyle differences have been so highlighted because that's all we have is our communicating about like what we're doing, what we're saying. And that's caused like a lot of, I think me like struggling with her. Cause I'm like, what the heck is going on? But it's like working through that. And also I think the biggest part of it is like realizing, and this is the thing I need to alchemize is realizing that like, I'm not perfect <laughs> in relationships. <laughs> I know like, <laughs> <laughs> that was hard to say yeah, just now yeah. but I feel like going into relationships like claps. <laughs> I feel like I've had this which I didn't realize but I feel like I've had this sort of like idea in the back of my head that like I was emotionally smarter than everyone I've dated which I don't know why I gave myself that authority um mm. kudos for the confidence but I think <laughs> I went too far <laughs> Because now I'm at this place with Stace where, like, every time we're in, like, an argument, I'm, like, God, like, just waiting for her to realize, like, I'm right in this one. Like, obviously, I'm right. And then every once in a while, she'll, like, she's so great and accommodating. But every once in a while, she'll, like, just basically slap me in the face with some answer or something. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, are you kidding me? And then I'll, like, get ready to, like, you know, pull my bootstraps up and stuff. And I'm, like <laughs> – oh, wait a second. Like I needed that. Like I needed to hear 
that yeah. like it's not always Allie's way or the highway like as much as I'm you know more the like pants wear in the relationship it's that way because of my personality and hers like she's very laid back and is really go with the flow so if I want to do something this way like she's fine with it but then I take too much control of that and I'm like everything has to be done my way and otherwise it's not going to work out which I think ties into my anxiety like needing that control but just like having her and like you remind me sometimes that like I'm not all knowing emotionally either. Like, I feel like I'm an emotional queen. I'm like, yes, yes I you are. know everything. <laughs> I'm so in touch with myself. I know you better than you know you. But sometimes I need people to be like, okay, for the most part, yeah. But also in this situation, you, you're not right. You're being a brat. Yeah, you're being a brat. <laughs> exactly. So that's something that I've had to work on. Like in my growing of getting to this point where I'm so comfortable with my emotions and like sharing those with people, I think I tipped over the iceberg a little. So it's just finding that balance of like, yeah, yeah, like I can be really good at this thing, but also always need to work on it. And that's the part of the practicing. You just always have to do it. Like it's, it's nothing ever stops in that way. Like you're no. never the best version of yourself because there's always tomorrow. And tomorrow you can always be better. So that was my answer. And I don't even know if that's the hardest thing. That's just the most recent thing that I thought of that's been really difficult. So, okay. So the hardest thing so far is honestly boundaries. Mm -hmm. It is so difficult because I would think I'm good at it. And then a new lesson and a new lesson, Mm -hmm. which is great. So I'm really getting, you know, the chances to work on them. But I think one of those things, like you said, like it's always going to be something. And I thought (laughs) after reading the book, after discussing (laughs) it, that it would check box, move on to the next thing. Like, Mm -hmm. where is my gold star? And I don't think I'm ever going to get said gold star. Make it like a corner of it. Yeah, (laughs) a bronze triangle. Exactly. But it'll never be done because life is really good. The universe is really just wants the the best for you. God wants the best for you. And it's going to continuously, like you'll learn the lesson, just get refined at those things. Mm -hmm. I think boundaries is the one for me because it's so easy for me to kind of allow to keep the peace, like you said, Mm -hmm. allow for the betterment of society like that's just my running theme like no man left behind yeah but I sometimes am that man left behind. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because it's you so like everyone else is happy yeah. though yeah everybody else is like you know they doing good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. crazy because your difficulties with boundaries like ties into your not enoughness and needing to keep the peace yeah. you know and then my stuff with the feeling that I'm right is like probably just a skewed seesaw. I wasn't enough, but now I'm like, I am so much enough. Now no one can yeah. touch me. And now it's like, what? Yeah. Where are you going with your life? You want too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just that balance. It's back to the balance. Truly. It's back to just like understanding and having people around you that can check you on that balance. Yeah. We've just been talking about the alchemizing and sort of becoming our best selves. But I think you and I have talked about this a lot, that it's not changing who you are. It's like becoming the true you, the one who you always have been, but the world has conditioned you so much to be put in this box. And 
live a certain way and say certain things. So now it's like, oh, we're finally derobing ourselves from all of this like extra stuff that's been put on us. So I think that's a super important flip that we both come up with that it's, it's not like this person has to change. Like if they're not changing, they're not growing and blah, blah. Like it becomes such a negative thing when really everyone, I think deep down is like a good person we're all good people. We all want the best, but then things happen in your lives and you can all take different paths. So it's sort of finding yourself back on the path of your true self, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like living, living a line to like your most authentic self. Hearing from lots of people, like the, the common theme right now is taking the next right aligned step, but that is based on your authentic self, like listening to your own self, your own intuition what feels good for you, not for everybody else. Mm -hmm. I love personality tests. Mm -hmm. Like they're my favorite. I have made Allie take all of the tests. All of them. That's your guilty pleasure. She loves them. It truly is. (laughs) It really is. People go around the room in class and it's your guilty pleasure. You're like, personality (laughs) test. Exactly. Here, take one here, pass one around. (laughs) But what I love about them is it's just confirming all the things I already felt about myself, but thought, that it was wrong or not mm-hmm. right, or it's just that. It's just confirming everything that I already am. And there's someone else out there like me. What? Yes. That. Or someone like no like knows who I am. Like that was just ooh. I just got goosebumps. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so so nice. Yeah, I feel like that is such a validating feeling. Well, Keneal, my love, thank you for coming on the show today. Facing one of your insecurities. We're very proud of you. Snaps. Snaps for me. Um, Yes, I loved it. Thank you for having me on. It's a good time. We could talk for hours, but people don't necessarily want to hear all that. Exactly. Absolutely. That's it. That's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. I love you all. God bless.